following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, ends up, yes. touchdown, did he get it? Welcome back to the Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here on a Friday. Congratulations, you made it to the weekend. Uh, we got some high school football tonight. We'll do another rundown of who's playing where, how you can follow along on radio, on Cash Valley Daily with video, online streaming options as well. So we'll run through all of that. Uh, predictions for tomorrow, Utah State take it on UConn. Who else is involved in uh, Week Zero games throughout the Mountain West? The Aggies are not the only team from the Mountain West who begin their season a week early. And so we'll I'll give a quick rundown of who's playing where, as well as former Aggies trying to make NFL rosters and uh, what their what what I think their odds are. How are their chances of uh, ending up on the 53-man roster, or who may end up as uh, on the practice roster in the NFL? And uh, so, if you want to weigh in, I'd love to get your thoughts. Feel free to give your score predictions and what you want to see tomorrow from Utah State, whether that's a, a position group, a player, uh, you know, coaching decisions, and uh, and your overall score prediction for tomorrow, 435-339-0321. Love to get your thoughts on that uh, and uh, your predictions for tomorrow. Uh, before we do that, I uh, wanted to get into um, you know, this uh, the Aggies in the NFL. Last night, it was the Green Bay Packers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. Jordan Love, kind of a, not a great start, kind of a slow start uh, on the offense. Things weren't really going that great. Then there was a, uh, a face uh, mask penalty, which uh, you know, if, if not for that, it would have been three straight three and outs, really, for Green Bay. But Green Bay, uh, Kansas City actually is assessed with the penalty. It keeps the drive alive, and then Jordan Love starts to click, starts to get going, and uh, and and started to play pretty well for a stretch there. But still, overall, he was uh, 16 of 26 on the night, 148 yards. He did he did throw an interception afterwards. He and the coach both admitted that there were some timeouts that should have been taken there. He was just trying to press and uh, um, make something happen. Should have taken the opportunity to take a timeout to get set. But um, he also rushed once for five yards. Uh, Tipa Nalii did not play uh, for Green Bay last night. Uh, and Green Bay ended up losing 17-10. to But the thing that's kind of of note here is that Kansas City, uh, for a good stretch there while Jordan Love was in the game, they were throwing at him their first team defense. So... Um, he uh, there, there, he is getting some praise for how he's developing and playing in an NFL system and becoming NFL ready. So there are some encouraging things there from Jordan Love and how he's performed this offseason and through practices and what we've seen in these preseason games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers did not play, and that was the final uh, a uh, final preseason game for Green Bay. No, tonight Panthers. Hosting the Bills, 
game is uh, kicking off about now. This is a game with some controversy because of what we talked about at the, uh, the tail end of the show, what you heard at the top of, of the hour here that Matt Areza, uh, there is a civil suit against him, accusing him and two other former San Diego State football players basically gang raping uh, a girl at a, at a party in mid-October. Um, and uh, really ugly stuff there. And so the team is, uh, is not going to allow him to punt uh, today for them. But we'll, we'll be keeping our eye on former Aggie Derek Wright as uh, that game, as I said, starting at about 5 o'clock. And uh, this is a wide receiver, undrafted free agent for the Panthers who they've uh, been very pleased with. And, uh, and one of the things that uh, reading through some of the, the reports on how the Panthers have been progressing through fall cam- their fall camp and leading up to their final preseason game, is that Derek Wright is described as, quote, uh, someone who always shows up on tape, close quote. And so he's, uh, he, he, is he going to make the starting, the, the 53-man roster? That I don't know. It may depend on how he does tonight. He, on a couple of occasions, has led all receivers in receiving yards and has done well there when the ball's been thrown his direction. But I'm I'm probably a little bit more inclined to think that he might end up on the practice squad. I don't know how long he'd stay there. Um, I think he'd, he'd uh, have an opportunity to be elevated to the full roster. But um, hopefully he does well tonight and earns that opportunity to become part of the regular uh, rotation and part of that uh, squad, that wide receiver room. A um, couple other former Aggies in action tonight. One other notable, Darwin Thompson, former Aggie running back, is currently with the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they're at the Cowboys tonight. That game you can watch. It's going to be 6 o'clock on NFL Network. Interesting note here, uh, Rashad Penny, who's a running back for the Seahawks, just tested positive for COVID, so he's not going to be available. Uh, and the Seahawks just signed former Fresno State running back Ronnie Rivers. So there's a well, one former Mountain West running back, Rashad Penny, is out to help maybe give an opportunity for Darwin Thompson, another former Mountain West running back. Uh, they've signed uh, yet another former Mountain West running back in Ronnie Rivers from Fresno State. But Darwin Thompson has a little bit more experience of when you look at the other running backs who are trying to become part of the regular running back rotation uh, there in Seattle. Uh, he performed well last week, made some highlight-worthy plays for the Seahawks. So uh, hopefully he takes advantage of the opportunity given to him tonight with Rashad Penny being out of the mix um, as uh, Seattle trying to add more depth to their, to their running back group. Uh, before we get to the, what's on the schedule for Saturday and Sunday, a couple of texts have come through on our Full Court Press text line. If you want to weigh in, always love to hear from you, 435-339-0321. Uh, this text from 5374, did the stadium expansion proposal for USU football ever get approved? Uh, not to my knowledge because it was discussed but never really advanced. And so um, when we had John Hartwell on in the spring, when news of this leaked, um, he was saying, no, the, 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 the proposals that are out there, they're not really the real proposals, even though something was passed along to the Utah State Legislature, which handles a lot of the funding. 
But uh, he, he seemed to downplay it like it really wasn't quite as advanced in discussions as we may have thought it was. Though there are there have been ongoing discussions about improving some things on that southeast concourse with the bathrooms and, and uh, access and uh, you know accessibility issues uh, for uh, those with wheelchairs and and uh, anyway so I know there's a few things that are they are discussing if not you know adding more seats certainly they need to fill the ones they have now but uh, that's another topic. Uh, four zero eight six, saying uh, with the score prediction fifty two to seventeen for the Aggies. Um, Aggies on East Side. A lot of fans in the stands. Okay, uh, I'm hoping for a lot of fans in the stands. Um, that uh, that East Side could be filled. Love to see the the West Side full uh, as well. The nice chairbacks. Uh, I know they've uh, swapped those out. They got a new field turf that's on there. So they've made some. Uh, some investments in the facility, but not really in a lot of other ways that sometimes enhance the fan experience. Uh, 1570, I think it was approved. They've been doing some core sample tests. Ah, okay. Uh, well, that would be, you know, if they're if they're doing that, then that means they're a little bit further down on that, uh, uh, on, the, on the process of getting that done. So that would be good. That'd be exciting. Uh, they're, Definitely need to be some improvements to some areas. And we talked about this the other day, right? It's um, it, it's so easy to enjoy a game in the comfort of your couch, in comfy clothes, cold beverage in hand, just a few steps from a bathroom, um, and with your, you know, your snack of your choice as well. And you can watch the game and have a great experience watching your favorite team. The difference of the in-stadium watching of a game needs to be what is that unique fan experience. Enjoying something with with a bunch of other people can be unique and exciting and fun. But beyond that, what else can be done to enhance the fan experience? Um, you know, clean, plentiful bathrooms definitely makes a big difference. You know, is there some kind of a unique? Uh, food item there or other things that are done that uh, are only found while being there in person. Those are things that uh, you know they're trying to work on and trying to improve. Uh, 9315, you'll miss people like Wild Bill at a, <laughs> being in person game. Yeah, I mean, gosh, if you weren't going to those basketball games in the spectrum uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago, almost 20 years ago, then, uh, yeah, you, you did not get to experience the excitement of the Wild Bill reveal. <laughs> so that's for sure. Uh, so anyway, hoping for a good fan show out on Saturday. Uh, but what's your score prediction for the game as well? 435-339-0321. Uh, getting back to the NFL, some former Aggies trying to make some NFL roster spots. So Derek Wright, uh, he's on the edge, uh, I think. Uh, he... he has an opportunity to make that 53-man roster, but I think it's probably a little bit more likely that he's on the practice squad. I don't think he'll stay there very long. I think he'll he'll eventually end up on the roster. But um, uh, I, I certainly hope so. He has an opportunity to improve his stock tonight. Darwin Thompson, uh, having the Seahawks sign uh, Ronnie Rivers just the, this week is not a great sign. 
if you're Darwin Thompson, which means they're still looking for someone, which means you're not solving what they what they uh, are looking for. But hopefully Darwin has an opportunity today to fill the role that with uh, Rashad Penny being out with COVID, taking advantage of those uh, opportunities for increased reps. So we'll see how that goes. Six o'clock tonight on NFL Network. Tomorrow, Buccaneers are at the Colts. That's a 5.30 kickoff. And there it looks like Tom Brady will participate in that. Uh, but Devin Tompkins, Utah State uh, wide receiver, a lot of praise being heaped on Darwin Tompkins, or excuse me, on Devin Tompkins. A um, couple of comments on him. Uh, he, uh, after their loss last week, he helped his case despite the team loss. That was one of the quotes. Uh, he caught four of five passes through preseason games. So he's uh, proven that he has, well, he may be a little bit smaller. He has a, a big catch radius. He can go up and get catches. He's made a lot of highlights in joint practices and in some of these plays. Plus, what's uh, really helping him out is how they're using him on special teams. So I think that Devin Tompkins will make the 53-man roster. Uh, of all the guys, I think I have probably the most confidence in Tompkins making a 53-man roster, which is incredible considering his his size in the NFL. And then on Sunday, the Steelers are hosting the Lions. That'll be 2.30 on CBS. And we'll be keeping an eye on running back Jalen Warren and uh, spent some time here at Utah State before transferring to Oklahoma State. What's frustrating is that uh, when when these teams talk about Jalen Warren, they're like, oh, yeah, he had his years at Oklahoma State. He had one year, <laughs> and it was a good year. I grant him that, but he didn't have all of his career there. But way digress. Uh, but this is what's the interesting note about Jalen Warren. The, they've been tracking this. They're, they have an avoided tackle rate. Like, who, who's, uh, which running backs do the best job of not getting tackled? So Jalen Warren has an 89% avoid tackle rate. The next closest rookie this year is a running back in Tampa Bay, Rashad uh, White. His avoid tackle rate, 46%. It's a huge, huge gap between those two guys. So Jalen Warren has been really making a case to be the backup running back for the Steelers. Um, he didn't look great, uh, didn't have a lot of reps last week. He looked good two weeks ago. Uh, this will be an interesting week for him if he gets reps and if they really do try to see him as the as the backup running back. What's nice what they like about Jalen Warren is he has also shown an ability to uh, to catch the ball out of the backfield. So he is a little bit more dynamic and gives them a few more options. So uh, I like Jalen Warren as a, uh, the way he's been playing, uh, making the uh, 53-man roster for the Steelers. So Derek Wright, I think he's on the edge. Uh, Darwin Thompson, just some moves that Seattle's making right now don't really signal great. That's not great news for him, but hopefully he can play well tonight. Uh, and Devin Tompkins still trying to solidify his position as well. They've all been very impressed uh, with Devin Tompkins with how he approaches the game and how he plays the game. So he's definitely winning over a lot of fans in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, they make that final roster cut 
They have to finalize their 53-man roster on August 30th. So they have their games that they do do this weekend, take Monday to do all their evaluations, and then on Tuesday, that's when they make the cuts. Uh, Getting back to our uh, full-court press text line, 2305, uh, they need to improve the seating on the south and, and east sides if you're going up there and don't have a chair back. It's very difficult to relax and have a good time on a bench seat. Also, the bathrooms are quite a ways away. I would like to see that improved. Uh, yeah, I, I can agree with that. I could see that. thing is, uh, bench seating allows you to get more people in, so that's always kind of the catch-22 of uh, these football stadiums. If you put chair backs in, that's great. Uh, it's a definitely more comfortable uh, experience for the game, but it also limits how many people you can get into your, your stadium. So that would further reduce the, the, the stadium capacity. But um, you know, maybe they put the chair backs on the south end zone and only do benches, bench seating on the east side. You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, you're close uh, on that south end zone, so might as well um, maybe that make that uh, a little bit more comfortable. I don't know. But I definitely could agree with the, the, the bathroom facilities there on that uh, southeast concourse need to be improved. Uh, 4086. Uh, my wife wanted to chime in. Her prediction, USU 27, UConn 13. All right. 4086. And uh, 4086 wife. Uh, appreciate that uh, score prediction. A closer game than I would predict. Um, it's not the first score like that that I've seen. But four zero eight six is a little more confident himself. Four fifty two to seventeen, the wife thinking twenty seven to thirteen. So I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Jim Moore is no slouch. Uh, he's a good coach. He's been a part of some uh, some great programs, but um, he's not really dealing with a whole lot. Uh, with uh, his his cupboard's pretty bare that he has to work with. Four zero eight six. She doesn't want to be rude to the other team. <laughs> She's very sweet. Uh, good for her. Uh, good for her. Uh, so, what are your score predictions for the game on Saturday? Uh, give us, a, uh, let us know on our full court press text line four three five three three nine zero three two one two three zero five. Texting in. It would be interesting to see predictions for the crowd for tomorrow as well as the score. Okay. <laughs> That could be interesting. Maybe that should have been one of our pick six items. Predict the score, the uh, the attendance. Um, so I'm I'm a little nervous of what that attendance might look like for USU. Hopefully, there's a lot of walk ups and late additions tomorrow. But two three zero five does have a score prediction: thirty five to seven for USU. All right, I I like that. I could take that. Uh, coming up here in just a few minutes, uh, Jason and I will give our predictions. Uh, we spent some time to uh, before Jason had to go get his teeth worked on to give our uh, our our um, score and uh, game predictions for tomorrow. So we'll get into that coming up next. Still love to get yours though. Feel free to chime in four three five three three nine zero three two one on how you think things are going to go tomorrow on uh, Merlin Olson Field. Uh, look, if you've got a car that's stuck and won't start. In fact, we actually we have one of those here at the old radio ranch, and I'm reminded that I'm supposed to give Grantham Mobile Automotive a call so we can come out and take a look at it. But if you got a situation like that too, um, look, he will come to you to help get your car up and running again. Uh, he's he's on the move, 
He's certified. He knows what he's doing, and he's professional. Give him a call, 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. This, keep it on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. Debo Samuel, there's nobody like Debo Samuel in the NFL. You know, if I'm Seattle, I would try to create a Debo Samuel 2.0 with DK Metcalf. I would get him incorporated in the offense a little bit more, not just as somebody catching passes, but line him up in the backfield. Let him do what Debo does. Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Imagine your wedding day. Elegant, simple, yet stunning, stress-free. It's your day. It's all about you. Whether you're looking for small and simple or have a grander idea, the Riverwoods Conference Center will accommodate your every need. Choose the inside ballroom elegance or outside along the natural decor of the beautiful Logan River. A Riverwoods event planner will work personally with you to make sure your event is exactly how you've envisioned it. The Riverwoods Conference Center, where your happily ever after begins. Google Riverwoods Conference Center or call 750 It's the Full Court Press, weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It's almost game day. It's, it's nearly there. In less than 24 hours, a game will have pretty much almost been completed by now. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. College yeah. football games last forever. That's true. Uh, but it's uh, to, the, to this point where we want to give our predictions for how we see things potentially playing out on Saturday. Um, not just a score prediction, but what are some things that you predict might happen in the course of the game? What uh, type? What types of things do you want to see happen in the course of the game? So that's kind of where we're at uh, on this Friday, heading into the, the start of a new f- football season for USU. 
Um, so before we get to the score prediction, let, let's start with things you'd like to see take place, uh, whether that be a certain position group, a certain player. But um, what's, what's on the top of the list of things that you'd like to see Saturday afternoon on Merlin Olsen Field? Uh, and, and Jason, I'll start with you. Just uh, Is there any particular player you're specifically keeping an eye on or position group? I know we've, we've discussed a couple of different groups leading up to today over the last several weeks, but now it's game day. Well, tomorrow. But uh, <laughs> we're close. It, anything that's changed from what we've been talking about or as you have been observing and preparing for the kickoff? I mean, as far as things I'm hoping to see, um, it, it's hard to pick. I have a list of like five or six things which basically amount to do everything perfectly. <laughs> So it's hard for me to like nail down, all right, I want this thing to happen. You know, because as we've been watching all this, there's so many things I want to keep an eye on. It was kind of like in that first scrimmage where I had so many questions. And obviously that answered a lot of questions, and this game will do a lot of those things for me. Um, so I'm, I think I'm going to settle on I want to see them run the ball. I want to see them run the ball effectively. We've seen them do it, and we've seen them do it against uh, kind of lower quality opponents. So... Even if they do run the ball well, I'll probably not read too much into it, but I at least want to see them do it. I want to see them dominate on the line of scrimmage, run the ball effectively, because if you can do it against a bad opponent, at least you're capable of doing it. So if they can do that, then first off, the game will be, com- will be really easy. If they establish the run, everything will fall from there, and it's pretty much a guaranteed win from there. Uh, so that's number one in terms of just winning the game, but if you're viewing this as a warm-up game and tuning things up for later in the schedule, not just Alabama, then I want to see them run the ball effectively. Uh, that is uh, very high on my list as well. Um, now, this is a game where I don't think you need to show your hand on everything you have in the cupboard. So uh, this is uh, there's been some question about that offensive line, some key positions. What's the running back rotation look like? Um, it just... Chew up clock, you know, chew up yards and clock. That's um, that's one of the key things for me in, in this game. Uh, control the tempo, control the clock, control the field, and uh, do that by establishing a very song, strong uh, running attack. And um, if they do that, that solves some of the, the, I guess, things I want to see in this game on Saturday. One, can that offensive line create a good push? Can they create gaps? And then, two, can those running backs effectively hit those holes can they get away from that jackson mitchell he's a great linebacker um and if it's not calvin tyler making plays who else is going to make plays is it makakona is it uh is it um uh now his name escaped me gentry john gentry um is it briggs strong chance it could be all four of those guys so that's a that's probably uh, the the number one top of my list area for me that I want to see on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. The run game is a, a big question for this team, so that obviously is something we're going to be looking at. Um, and I think you mentioned Utah State not showing their hand, and that kind of goes to something I think will happen, and I think we're not going to see the strongest passing effort out of Utah State. And part of that will be due to hyper-conservative play calling, or at least not... Uh, not a ton of unique play calling. I should say that 
because actually one of my probably specific predictions is that Utah State's first passing play will be a deep right up the sideline to Brian Cobbs. Mm. That's Yeah, <laughs> why not? They started both scrimmages like that. Uh, they started a lot of games like that with Devin Tompkins. Cobbs seems to be their deep guy, so I'll, I'll, I'll put that down. I think I, I'm not going to go out and say it's going to be their first play of the game because that could just be a run or maybe two runs, but their first pass play, they're going to rip one down the sideline. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And that's uh, w- one of the other things on my list is, you know, what does that wide receiver core look like now in a real game? You know, is it uh, a variety of guys making big plays? Is there really only one or two who stand out? Or is that, like we've been thinking, a deep and more versatile wide receiving core than we saw a year ago? And I don't know that they're going to showcase everything Saturday, but I want to start to see glimpses of that and uh, what that passing game can look like for, for Logan Bonner and that wide receiving core. Yeah, I think they're going to try and establish a couple things with Cobbs and McGriff, but then I think they're really going to try and work their way through the, the slot receivers they have. Um, and they, they may end up running a lot of the same plays. They, they may not be, again, won't call tons of unique passing plays uh, if they can get away with it. If they're in trouble, then sure, they're going to open things up. They're not going to lose to UConn. At least they're not going to let themselves lose to UConn. But if they're running the ball really effectively and if they're getting up in the first and second quarter, we're, we're not going to see much uniqueness from the passing game. They're going to call the same plays. They're going to try and figure out, all right, who are, you know, they talk about the slot the slot receivers where they've got like three of them that are all basically the starter. Or, you know, they, they have three guys that are competing to be the starter. So they're going to work through those guys and <coughs> try not to die over here. <laughs> That's something in my throat. It's really awkward to talk. But they're going to work their way through those guys to try and figure out which one stands out, which one gives them the best chance to win. I think all season we'll see all three of them a lot, but in these first three games, and obviously that starts that starts on Saturday, um, they're going to try and find one to stick with a little bit more uh, as the season goes on. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. Uh, I think one of the other keys for me is uh, I'd like to see this team stay hungry from start to finish. Uh, I don't mean that I want to see them keep their starters in and just run up the score against UConn. But I want to see the second unit guys, if they have that opportunity, or even the third unit guys, if they have that opportunity, to go out there and and play hard and try to execute. Uh, I I think there is an opportunity for that on Saturday. Um, And I don't want to see Utah State establish themselves kind of early and then start to rest on their laurels like, yeah, we got this. We know what we did a year ago. We got these guys, and let's chill out. They've got such a big opponent coming at them the following week and some other really big teams short here on the schedule. They can't afford to do that. So I'd like to see this team continue to have that high energy from start to finish. Yeah, we talk about this being kind of a warm-up game, but part of that warm-up is having exactly what you mentioned, a winning mentality and a you know a tough mentality the entire game, energy. If they can't show it here against UConn, then the second they get punched in the mouth by Alabama, they're done. So they need to have that energy this week and just put their foot on UConn's throw and keep going. And that'll be part of the warm-up for the tough opponents going forward. So they say you need to have that energy all the time in every game. And if you don't have it against UConn, then 
why are you even playing football? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, we, we, we've been talking a lot about offense, but on on defense, uh, I know that UConn has they lost their their primary receiver, and during training camp, he, he broke his foot. Uh, they're trying to reestablish and find who their wide receivers are. Um, there's some question at running back. We absolutely know there's questions at quarterback. So this is a team with a lot of questions about who they are and what they can do. And so for Utah State defensively, I'd like them to be really opportunistic. I want to see takeaways. Uh, I'm not going to put a number on how many I want to see, but there should be some interceptions. There should be some fumble recoveries. Uh, I, I would really like to see this defense be opportunistic and flex their muscles and show us what they're all about. As this is a defense that got a lot better at the end of the season, the Wyoming game notwithstanding, and really different defensive team at the end of the season than they were at the start. A good chunk of those guys are back. There's a lot of people that are still in this system from a year ago building on that. So I'd like to see the the, the gains made on that defense and what it's going to look like for USU this year. Yeah, I want to see these guys get after the quarterback. I want to see some sacks, at least three or four. And if not three or four, then I want to see him running for his life. And in particular, not letting him get away to make plays. Because mm, yeah. um, if they do that, then that's just that's a bad sign. If you're letting UConn's quarterback run around and make plays and be Patrick Mahomes and Kyler Murray and whatnot. So I want to see them finishing through either forcing a bad throw or in sacking the quarterback. So I, I want them to eat this quarterback alive. If I want him running for his life, I want him to say, I never want to come back to Utah State because <laughs> this is the worst experience of my life. That's what I want to see from the defense. Uh, I, I would like to see some takeaways, and I think they'll force takeaways if they're doing what I'm hoping they'll do on the defensive front and chasing the quarterback. So I want to see that. And you know, I think with these two things, getting after the quarterback and, turn, and turnovers – those are things that have made Utah State defenses great in the past, is True. big plays. They've never been the kind that just stop teams just by being good. A lot of times they're that bend, but then we got a turnover. Or, you know, bend a little bit more, but we get a couple of sacks. That was a lot of last year where they gave up chunk plays. They'd, you know, get a sack, then suddenly they give up a first down, then they get a pick somehow or a fumble recovery. That's what their defense was able to do last year. Obviously, ideally, you'd like them to just do everything right and just stop them, but it's a good substitute. <laughs> and so I, th I think today, you know, showing that you can make those dynamic defensive plays is a good start. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I totally agree. And then I guess um, uh, the last on my list is just in special teams. You know, what does the return game look like? Uh, Stavon Scarver... Devin Tompkins. I mean, these guys were super dynamic in the re in the return game, and there's some new guys back there doing it. So, can they, you know, hold on to it as it's coming at them and not turn it over? Can they make a put their foot in the ground, and make a move, and get upfield? Uh, that's uh, you know, these are things that we just don't really know yet coming into the season. Not like I think it's a going to be a huge game changer part of the of how things play out on Saturday. It's just. Coming into the season, these are some of the unknowns and question marks for USU, and that's one area that I'm going to be keeping an eye on. Yeah, the main thing to keep an eye on for me, I'm not so much return or concerned about kick return because, kind of as you touched on, it's uh, not really a key part of teams anymore. 
because of how few kicks you actually return and how unlikely you are to return it past like the 35. Obviously, you'd like to have a guy that can return at 30 yards of return, but that's we just had one of those guys, and he was an All-American. Um, for me, it's just making sure that the punt return team doesn't screw up because um, that's where games change, and punt returning is a very hard thing to do. Uh, it requires you to be smart. It requires you to be really good under pressure. I couldn't. I I can't imagine catching punts every time. <laughs> my team is ready to catch a punt. I think he's going to drop it. He's going to drop it. He's going to drop. It. Oh, oh, we caught it. Okay, we're good. Like it's 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 annoying because I I just feel like they're going to drop it every single time, but then they don't for the most part. I don't think my team I've covered has muffed a punt in a while. Um, actually, except for. <laughs> Logan did on Friday. Oh, that's right. So they, they oh, jinx it. <laughs> they muffed their first punt. Um, but uh, that'll be the main thing I look for. I mean, and it's not even so much the return game because punt return touchdowns are even more rare than kick return touchdowns uh, because of how good coverages these are these days, and punters and coverages are getting better. And in college, they don't kick the balls high and as far. Usually, it's high and short, so you, right. you can't really get a return. So, for me, it's just don't screw it up. Don't make a bad play and get yourself pinned on the two-yard line. You know, those kind of things. The the field position part of punting, which I guess is all of punting. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's those are the ish, the areas of, of uh, focus that I'm going to be watching. Uh, did you have any others before we get to our score predictions? Uh, that, that was probably it. I mean, maybe a small one is... Uh, have the offense when they inevitably start their drives really hot and get to the opposite 40 yard line, get beyond the 40 yard line. I know that was a struggle last year. Mm. Um, my other prediction is that Utah State's probably going to start off really hot on offense, but only kick a field goal in their first drive because they're going to stall. They're going to look really good on their first four scripted plays, and then they're going to stall. So, yeah, if Utah State couldn't score from outside the 40, they had a hard time scoring. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> really it was a really weird phenomenon. I've I didn't even know what to call it. The really good first half of offense, really bad because it, it wasn't even red zone offense. They couldn't even no. get to the red zone. Yeah, it just tightened up. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what it was. If they couldn't score on explosives, they had a hard time scoring. So yeah, that would be a good thing to to establish being able to score in the uh, in the red zone, keep a drive alive, march all the way down, yeah, across the goal line. Um, so, yeah, this will be fun. I'm excited for this game to see how it plays out. Again, pregame coverage will be here on The Fan. We're going to be simulcasting KVNU Game Day here on this station. That'll start at 1230 tomorrow afternoon. Al Lewis, Craig Hislop, uh, always doing a great job of providing a variety of analysis and great history about Utah State athletics. You'll hear from the coach. You'll hear from the players leading up to the game. And as we get to uh, this point of, the, of this segment, really, Jason, now it's it's score time. Like, how do you think this game is going to go out, and what's the score going to be on Saturday? Uh, it's yeah, I'm really bad at score predictions, um, but I do think I'm going to give you a score. I'm going to nail one down, but I think Utah State does really well on offense. Um, probably kicks a few more field goals than touchdowns, although I think they're going to score 40-plus points. I've got them at 48 points, and then I think they're overall going to shut UConn down. The tricky thing is when you're predicting a blowout, it's how many points will the opponent score in garbage time, and I'm going to say 13 overall. Hmm. Maybe not all those in garbage time. I think a field goal or two before garbage time, a touchdown in the fourth quarter. 
So I think Utah State, a few field goals. I think this is like two field goals and like five touchdowns, six okay. touchdowns, whatever 48 is. <laughs> the most standard way to get to 48, I think they get to 48. I think the offense gets in rhythm and they run the ball really well. I think they're, like I said, as much as I'm going to watch the run game, I think they're going to establish it really well and it's going to lead to some touchdowns. It'll help them finish drives more often than they did last year against some tougher opponents. They'll be able to do that in this game, I think, because of the run game. Um, And we'll probably see most of those touchdowns be rushing touchdowns, probably only one or two passing touchdowns. Okay, uh, for me, I see uh, not too far off of where you're at. Um, I've got Utah State at 41. I also see them scoring over 40 points. Uh, I think things kind of slow down a bit in the tail end of the game, so maybe they're not pouring it on so much. But um, And I only see 10 points from UConn. I think Utah State covers the line, uh, which is like, what, 26 and a half? Yeah, it's either 27 or 26 and a half. Uh, but uh, I've got Utah State at 41 and UConn at 10. So I've a healthy U- margin of victory for the Aggies from both of us. Yeah, I've got Utah State healthily covering the spread. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If anything, um, I think UConn may end up scoring more points than I think. I think there's a world in which UConn scores like 20 points if their offense is a lot better than we think it is, specifically the quarterback play. Although the questions at wide receiver um, – Keep keep that offense below. If they had uh, Cam Ross back, I'd probably predict another touchdown. But I don't think they're going to have enough offensive firepower aside from the quarterback to justify anything other than garbage time touchdowns, which are hard to account for. Right. That's true. That's true. So those are our score predictions for tomorrow afternoon. What are yours? 435-339-0321. Chime in. On the Full Court Press uh, text line, we'd love to get your score predictions uh, or other things that you'd like to see uh, from Utah State in the season and home opener on Merlin Olson Field tomorrow afternoon. A uh, reminder, KVNU game day coverage will be on both KVNU and here on The Fan tomorrow afternoon starting at 1230 and then uh, leading right up to kickoff and immediately following the game, as soon as that uh, clock goes zero, We'll be on with KVNU Aggie Call, which will also be simulcast here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan, as well as 610 AM, 102.1 FM, KVNU, as well as our mobile apps and streaming options for both stations. So uh, your thoughts, your predictions for the game tomorrow, 435-339-0321. Cash Valley Bank's newest branch is now open in Preston. I'm Lance Zollinger, and I'm excited to announce Cash Valley Bank is now open inside Stokes Marketplace. If you're an existing customer, you'll love the convenience. If you're not a customer, we'd love to have you open a new account with us, or even talk with us about a loan for your farmer business. Cash Valley Bank, a community bank where decisions are still made locally. Now open in Preston. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. Hey, it's Jackson with Mountain West Motor, inviting you to check out our new location at 615 North Main in Logan. If you're looking for a rig that will turn heads on the road, each vehicle on our lot has been customized and built for your adventure. Whether it's hauling kids, hauling trailers, or roaming in the mountains, choose from our collection of trucks and SUVs at Mountain West Motor like no other dealership in Cache Valley. Visit us at mwmotor.com. Mountain West Motor, built for your adventure. This is Deputy Brad Nelson with the Cache County Sheriff's Office. Schools are back in session throughout the valley, which means kids are gonna be out on the roads during the morning and afternoon commutes. Law enforcement will be patrolling school zones, 
where the speed limits are 20 miles per hour. Also, watch out for crosswalks and crossing guards. We're asking citizens to be alert while driving and help us keep kids safe. Thank you. My name is Chris Hammond. My wife really appreciates a clean home, especially with three kids and two dogs. So when it comes to our carpets being cleaned, I always go to Daryl from Chem Drive Northern Utah. His team is quick, on time, and precise. They do a great job of making sure our home and our carpets are clean. Thank you, Chem Drive of Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. Chem Drive of Northern Utah. 435-752-6100. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Is there a doctor here? Listen. The long NFL contracts are dumb. But still, the point is the same. Like, you're under contract for five years. You wanted the security. Well, part of the security with a five-year contract, part of the security with a four-year contract, part of the security is those are the years you're under contract. The Doug Gottlieb Show. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Mountain West Motors, Logan's newest truck and SUV dealership. They're at 615 North Main. Great selection of trucks and SUVs. And uh, when you get a vehicle there, you're going to be equipped with all the right gear, like traction boards, rooftop tents, racks, outdoor jacks, and more. All new, now open, 615 North Main in Logan. That's Mountain West Motor, also MWMotor.com. So you've heard the predictions from both Jason and myself. What are yours for tomorrow? <laughs> so not only a score prediction, what would you like to see? But an alternative prediction has been brewing on the show today. Fan attendance. How many fans do you think are going to be there? Uh, getting to our full court press text line. We've had a couple of score attendants coming through. 4086. Attendance will be 19,000. However, I did see students with tents camped out this afternoon. That's great. That'll help. Uh, not a lot of students on campus just yet, but hopefully they arrive in time for this one and that the, the community shows up to support the reigning Mountain West Conference champions. Uh, 2305 with the uh, fan prediction at 14,750, but hope I am wrong. Okay. Um, now, I, I think look, if I would, uh, I'd set it at. Fourteen nine nine nine. Would you take the over or the under? There'd be more than fifteen thousand or less. I sure hope it's over. It's gonna be beautiful. It's gonna be like mid eighties, not overly hot. Midday, reigning Mountain West Conference champions, a team that they should beat. Sounds like fun to me. This is a fun brand of football. So hope people come out and check it out. Hope they enjoy it. There's time in the day to get your stuff done in the morning. And then there's time in the day to get stuff done in the late afternoon and early evening. So uh, I hope you uh, I hope you're there. Uh, it should be fun. Look, I'm not I'm not getting paid to try to get people there. I mean they should. <laughs> as much as much as we are cheerleaders for them and try to get people to buy tickets and go. I mean we should get a cut of the action. We don't. But we talk about it because this this is a fun team. 
This is the reigning conference champions trying to build off of something special, arguably the best year in Utah State football history last year. Um, so I hope I hope that's a reason enough for you to go. Um, more thoughts, more predictions. Love to get yours as well. 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. And a final reminder about who's playing where in high school football and uh, what's on the line for these teams. That's coming up next on the other side of this timeout. Hey, it's Garrett Grantham with Grantham Mobile Automotive. Just like a plumber, just like an electrician, I come to your home. I am a master ASE technician, licensed, insured, and ready to come to you for your car repair needs. Right now, it is hot outside. From air conditioners to transmissions, I can take care of you. Give me a call, and I will come to you to get your car's AC running cold in no time. 435-229-4345. That's 435-229-4345. Cash Valley, the Utah Wood Stove Changeout Program opens up February 1st. If you want to change out your wood fireplace or stove and replace it with a gas appliance, Advanced Fireplace and Stove can help. Receive up to $3,800 towards your new gas stove or fireplace insert. Idaho has a changeout program too. Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove take the chill out of winter with a new heat and glow insert or Vermont casting stove. Stop by their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Have you thought about your furnace lately? Of course not. It's hot outside. Now's a great time to start thinking about replacing it or having it serviced for fall and winter. Advanced Heating and Air will help you get some of the industry's best rebates on a new high-efficient York furnace installed in your home. Or one of Advanced Heating and Air's service professionals can service your furnace for the upcoming winter season. Call today, 752-7272, or schedule a free estimate at advancedheating-ac.com. York, install confidence. It's time for the big hunt, but what do you do after you bag your trophy game? This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have several freezers in stock for you to store your big game harvest, including a Frigidaire 20 cubic foot upright freezer in white for only $9.89. Hurry, stock is limited. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance service and sales west on Airport Road, open until 6 p.m. on weekdays, 5 on Saturday. Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. A diamond is forever and is perfect to represent your love. For those special occasions, give her a natural, one-of-a-kind diamond as unique as she is. Our exclusive brand, Need and Brilliant Diamonds, is both beautiful and affordable with quarter-carat diamonds starting at $499. We have hundreds of sparkling diamonds at our integrity price guarantee with financing available. An investment for generations to come, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block at the sign of the clock. Hey, all of us here at The Fan, congratulate this year's Best of Northern Utah Gold and Silver winners presented by Campbell Snacks, home of Pepperidge Farm. Places like Beaver Mountain and Anderson Seed and Garden, Cash Title, Northern Utah Eye Center, Gateway Physical Therapy. So many businesses recognized for doing what they do best. Over 1,100 businesses were nominated and uh, over 600,000 votes were cast. So get your own copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. They're free, uh, beautifully produced, and they're available in over a dozen different locations throughout Northern Utah. In uh, the Cache Valley, Bear River Valley, uh, Preston, Hiram, lots of different places where you can get your own copy. Uh, so Utah State takes on uh, UConn tomorrow. 
guessing the score, also guessing the attendance. Uh, also, thank you, 4086. Thanks for passing this along. I was almost totally forgot. I was going to mention this, and I had forgotten, so thank you for reminding me. Aggie women's volleyball team playing UCLA tonight in Logan, 6 o'clock. Now, they do play tomorrow morning. Uh, they played earlier today against Cal Poly, uh, hosting a little bit of a, a, a tournament here in town. So big matchup. Uh, UCLA is ranked, I believe they're like a top top 15. And they may be ranked 12th in the country. So you're going to go see some great volleyball. That's going on tonight in the Wayne Estes Center. So uh, if you're not going to a high school football game, there's really only one in town tonight. But uh, go cheer on the Utah State Aggies. Uh, but for high school football, a lot of teams on the road. Logan already played last night up in the Rocky Mountain uh, kickoff. They won 14 to nothing. And so they're off. But Bear River is at Highland, 104.9 The Ranch for radio. We'll be video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Skyview hosting Rigby here on this station. Uh, that gives the only home game tonight around a Region 11. Uh, it'll also be video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, Green Canyon is at Park City tonight. That's on 100.9 Light FM. Craig Hislop and John Russell on the call. Uh, also video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, the Mountain Crest Mustangs are at Box Elder tonight. Uh, that game in Brigham City, but also on 107.7 KLZX. Video available on Cash Valley Daily. Jacob Ellis and uh, John Olson on the play-by-play call there. Ridgeline Riverhawks on the road all the way down at Snow Canyon, a Region 11 versus Region 10 matchup, and that'll be on a 104.5, the ranch tonight, uh, actually with an 8 o'clock kickoff, so a little bit later kickoff there for the Riverhawks, but we will have video available of that game also on Cash Valley Daily. Uh, friends in Southern Utah call on that game for us. Caden Foremaster, Devin Dixon on the call. Uh, video will also be available on Cash Valley Daily for those uh, Ridgeline fans Unable to make the trip, but still want to check in to see how Ridgeline is doing. So very busy night for our Region 11 teams and options to follow them online, over the air, uh, with video and audio. Links are available all on CashValleyDaily.com if you want to know uh, what's going on and how to follow them. Uh, keeping an eye on what happens on the NFL this weekend, we'll recap that on Monday. We'll recap what happened between Utah State and UConn on Monday. Uh, and who won our pick six. But Saturday, don't forget, uh, pregame coverage, KVNU game day coverage, will be on our sister station, KVNU, starting at 1230, and simulcast here on The Fan. So both places, making it as easy as possible for you to get ready and excited and in the know ahead of the matchup between Utah State and UConn, starting at 1230, go right up to kickoff, and then as soon as the clock goes zero, We'll have KVNU Aggie Call on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM, as well as here on The Fan. Once again, making it as easy as possible for you to follow what's going on with Utah State football team and opportunities for you to call in and interact. We're going to have some Van Leeuwens involved. Zach and, uh, and Travis Van Leeuwen, former Aggie wide receivers, will be on the show on KVNU Aggie Call to lend their observations of what they saw in the game as well. Should be a lot of fun. Hope you have a great day. Hope you go and uh, let us know how it went. Until then, we'll see you later and have a great night.